Welcome back to Warrior Talk, the voice of Little Rock Christian Academy, a.k.a. Warriorville. This is Gary Arnold, your host and your head of school. Every week we want to grab eight minutes of your time just to share an insight on school, education, parenting, and building community in the grace and truth of Jesus. You know, there are just so many reasons to be here, so many reasons to do what we're doing, and we want to continue exploring that theme as we are introduced to our educational leaders at Little Rock Christian Academy. We've heard from Ann Shawmy, we've heard from Tyler Etherton, and now we're going to hear from our assistant head of school and upper school head, Dr. Justin Smith. And it's so good uh, to have Dr. Smith here entering his sixth year. You know, he and I often refer back to a work from the 20th century called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Do you, have you read that book? Do you remember that book? It was a good book, and it's got such staying power. We're even using it in the 21st century. But Dr. Smith and Tyler Etherton and Ann Shawmy are indeed highly effective people, and we've learned those habits well. Here's why Dr. Smith and I talk about it. We always go to habit number two, begin with the end in mind. And it's so appropriate for the head of an upper school to have that perspective, to begin with the end in mind, because high school is the end, at least in this phase of our children's lives. As they approach the ages of 15, 16, 17, and 18, I mean, big decisions are made which define their 20s. And as a man named Dabs Cabin once told me, that's the defining decade of one's life. And you know, it's so defining that there's a book out called The Defining Decade. It's the 20s. That really sets the trail for our life. So we build into that. And I can't wait for you to get to know Dr. Smith better. So, Dr. Smith, welcome to Warrior Talk. Uh, Just so the audience knows, you know, we don't do this from a studio. And in fact, you might hear some sounds of school in the background. There's raining outside and somebody's moving furniture above us. I do this from my desk. So I hope you don't mind the informality of that. Uh, But I think that's what makes it personal because this podcast is meant for Warriorville. It's meant for you. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, Dr. Smith, you're starting your sixth year with us, and it was clear that you were called to be here, but now entering your sixth year and meditating on the theme of 10,000 Reasons Why, I've got a big question for you. Why are you here this year? What do you think God has in store for you this year? Dr. Arnold, thank you for having me on the podcast again. I go back to one of the first conversations that you and I had. It was in the fall of 2016. It was... Uh, we were in Denver, Colorado at a CESA symposium, and you had, you had mentioned, you just need to come to Warriorville, and you'll see God's fingerprints all over this campus. And so when I walk the campus, whether it's in the House of Love, or the House of Joy, or the House of Enthusiasm, or here in the House of Warriors, the House of Awe, or any of the other facilities we have on campus, it's true. You see God's fingerprints everywhere. In every space, in every building on campus, there is a story of God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness to this community and to his people. And so when I think about my why, I love this work. I'm called to this work. I I think about the work of Christian education all the time. But my why is about the people and the people that I get to work with. You would be amazed at the conversations that we have in the hallways, in the high school, in the faculty workroom, in the offices about worldview and about life and the laughs that we have in in this building and how we support each other. It's the people. It's God's people, and it's his faithfulness here. 
And then I think about even just this week, we've had five alumni stop by the office on their way, headed out to college or university, but they just want to stop by and say bye and thank you and um, catch up before they leave. And I want to be able to look into the eyes of every alum and say, it was great when you were here, and it's even better now. We want to get better. We want to get better with everything that we do. And so my why is to be able to continue to build on the legacy of those who came before us and continue to flourish in kingdom education. That's my why. You know, Dr. Smith, you practice what you preach. I know you're a continuous learner. Uh, You're constantly feeding your soul with God's word, but you're also stretching your mind uh, with extraordinary professional development. For example, I don't know if our community knows, but you're in a a graduate program at Oxford University in England. What's what's that program called again? It's in the Said Business School at the University of Oxford, and it's a postdoc diploma in organizational leadership. So I'm in a cohort of six individuals from all over the world, very few from America, zero from education, and maybe only a couple believers. It's fascinating to learn from people in different industries and to be able to lean into leadership and organizational thought. That's so cool. You know, people have said biblical worldview is our why as a school. Well, that's certainly a big part of it. And the neat thing about your experience at Oxford is you've been able to use it as a laboratory for how to represent a biblical worldview in a room that such an approach is quite alien to. You're living that out in Oxford because you're walking into a classroom where there are so many different worldviews. And as you just said, you're one of the few, if not only, biblical worldview person in the room. But yet you're having authentic, friendly, uh, challenging conversations with your mates. And the stories that you tell are just fascinating to me. And it it also helps us understand why you're the bow tie man on campus. It must be the required uniform at Oxford University. So now it all begins to make sense. Well, all right, enough of that. I can't uh, take advantage of my microphone power right here. Not the part about the tie, but about my follow-up. All right, so um, I think you and I have also talked about our year verse, 1 Peter 3.15. It had a lot to do with you becoming a Christian, and now here, without really drawing upon that, I, I sense that that would be our year verse for all of our kids to to chew on, study, and even memorize. 1 Peter 3.15 goes like this, set apart Jesus in your heart and always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within you with gentleness and respect. And so you and I have just been talking about how important the word hope is for our upper school students because they're living in a world that's pressing down on them. I mean, we're having trouble as adults dealing with a lot of the headlines and the ramifications of those headlines. Imagine if you were in your teens, the weight of all the issues that are brought to us in the daily news feed. It's oppressive. So I'm so glad that we can offer hope. That leads me to want to know what your hope for the year is. I know you've given that a lot of thought. What insight do you have for us there? So hope is such a key word. Um, I think of the Great Commission go and make disciples. It doesn't say go and make Christians. So we're not just a we're not just called as a school to to sign people up for Christianity. It's about discipleship and we see ourselves as a discipleship school. I'm a disciple of Jesus, our students are disciples of Jesus, and so our goal is to disciple through this process of spiritual formation or apprenticeship or whatever the descriptor you want to use. We want to walk with our students and continually help in the formation of their mind and their hearts pointing them to Jesus. So wherever they are on that continuum, our call is to stand next to them and stride with them towards hope 
in Jesus Christ. That's my hope. And so my hope is that students here and the high school students across campus would lean into that. My hope is that our teachers would, would stand up to that call and embrace it with valor and with excitement and um, with all humility. And so our hope is that each student would see themselves as a disciple of Jesus, that each teacher would see themselves as a disciple of Jesus. That's my hope. How timely is that? Because I was just talking to our director of spiritual life in preparation for chapel tomorrow, and she was going to explore the word hope. And in her studies, she's learned that the word hope is found in the book of Psalms more than any other book in the Bible. It's used 26 times in one book. That's fascinating to me. The Psalms are the book of hope. So if you're at a point in your life where you're, you're a little laid low, pick up the scriptures, open up to Psalms, and see what God has for you. Well, it's been so good to meet Ann and Tyler and Justin and talk about their why and talk about their hopes because it's going to have direct influence on your children. And I think in our next podcast, since we were talking about beginning with the end in mind, why don't we look at what's known as our profile of a preferred graduate? Did you know we have one of those? Yep, we've got an official document that talks about what our profile is for our preferred graduates, what we aspire every exiting senior to have in their personhood. So join me next time to explore that a little bit. So glad you've tuned in. And until then, go in peace and go Warriors. Thank you.